Yeah. I didn't try the salsa. I like the barbecue. Mm. Didn't we just have breakfast? I know, but I really wanted to have a tri-tip sandwich. Where are we? Well, we're not in New York City anymore. No. We took a plane, JetBlue, flew into Ontario Airport. Mm-hmm. And, That's um, Ontario, California. Yeah, yeah. And on the plane, you kind of made a bit of a... Um, um, ruckus is not the right word. Wait a minute, you're, you're kind of starting, you're starting in the sort of middle, the beginning of the middle. Is this it? Is, this is Bar Crawl Radio, number 28. Yes, it is. And we're broadcasting, or re- we're recording now from... Cool Spring Tavern, which is on the San Marcos Pass near Santa Barbara, uh, Lake Kachuma. And it's a beautiful old tavern that was at one time a stagecoach stop. Yeah. And it's very popular because it's really cool and old. And, and we came here when we were kids. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think it was the first time we used a fake ID to get a drink. At the Cold Springs Tavern. Cold Springs Tavern, yeah. Right. And there's a, there's a fire going here to my, to my right. Right. And we're sitting at this very old bar because this yes. place has been here for a long time. Yes. And we're having a um, tri-tip California. A California tri-tip sandwich. Yeah. We're sharing one. Great. And uh, some more people are arriving. It's getting a little busy. Yeah. It looks like there's a biker here. How he's going to get back up that road. You mean a bicyclist? A bicyclist is right behind you. Because there are also you. bikers. No, there's a bicyclist right behind okay. you. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's, with that's huge a good, legs. That's a good good ride. Yeah. yeah. So getting back to the plane ride out yeah. to California, where you um, were so bothered by someone who had a bit of string in their hair, there you, was actually, you actually pretended like you tripped and fell onto that poor man. Yep, yep, I just did. Just because it was driving you crazy. There was a piece of string hanging from his hair. But he had obviously been wearing a hoodie or something. Couldn't you just tell him? You didn't have no. to fall on him. No, it was too embarrassing. What do you do? You, you lean over to it and you say, hey, mister. There's a string kind of out of your head. It's better than falling and practically knocking him out of his chair. I don't know, but then I didn't have to be embarrassed. And you grabbed his head and pulled the string off. The fact that I took off his toupee, too, is nothing we need to talk about. <laughs> and you totally made that up, but... I know I did. You actually did just say to him, you I know, said, you have a piece I said, mister, that string is making me crazy. You did. Get you that did. string off your head, That's mister. Right. I can't stand it. I can't take it. And I you can't. really couldn't. You were so bothered. I know. I was. I was thinking, sitting there for the five-hour, the five-hour airplane ride, jet ride, over to Ontario, California, with that string on his head. No one was going to tell him. I was the only one that saw it. I don't know. Well, maybe. It was going to make me crazy. Crazy. It's going to be crazy. So we'll have to talk about that sometime. You know, things that make us crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We came all the way across country. One, to see your mother. Yes, but two, my, my mother who is 92. But we mainly came to well, get to... No, mainly to see my mother. All right, mainly, yeah. Come on. Because she might listen to this. We would not have come out here just for the... For what, we, what, what I think I mainly came out for. Okay. Which was one of our bucket lists, was, was to decorate one of the floats in the Tournament of Roses parade. Exactly. Yeah, and the we Pasadena Tournament of Roses Parade. Exactly. Been watching it forever. And so we decorated the, the entry from La Cunada, which La is Cunada a community. Flint Ridge. And our friends, Nancy and John, will Nancy and John, who we met last, 
well, in August. Summer. Yeah. Yes, August, yes. At a wine tasting, and uh, they've been in New York. And when we were here in California. And now we're vis- we visited with them at their house. We just got done visiting their house. Beautiful house. And they are one of the chief um, builders of the La Cunada Tournament of Roses Parade Float. John is an engineer. And Nancy is an, an organizer par excellence. She used to work in the, uh, the administrative part of the Postal Service. So Nancy and John invited us out, and we registered to, to work on the float. And we, while we were here, um, they wined and dined us and treated us like royalty. Had, they had a great time. Um, they have Beautiful a, house. Right. And we sat out in their backyard mm. and had some uh, cheese and crackers. Delicious and wine. While they were all, both working. <laughs> Busy we were drink, because drinking all weekend and they they made um, margaritas for us and yeah delightful. yeah John makes good margaritas I'm gonna use his portions so his recipe so uh, the, the the days that we're here we went over to the float which they were building and it was the tree frog night float the tree frog night right the tree frog night and it's three swamp frogs singing some kind of swamp song it was a real community effort. It was. It, it was. Uh, all volunteer people from actually mostly La Cunada, but from all over the country. But with great experience. Some were, um, you know, specialties were in floral arrangements maybe or just flor- flowers and, and others that were artists and others that were engineers. John's an engineer. And there were some engineers from the Jet Propulsion um, what's it called? The Jet Propulsion Lab? Lab. Yeah. J- JPL. They kept saying JPL. It took me a while to figure out what they okay. were talking about. Yeah. Right. And a lot of volunteers from there as well. And this float has been around for 41 years. 41 this, years. Uh, this um, La Cunada, you know, float-making committee. They've been making floats for 41 years. They've gone out every year. And we spoke with Bob and Jim Nielsen. Jim is, a, is the father. Bob is the son. Okay. Or it's the other way around. And um, he's been working on this float for, oh, for 40 years. He was there right from the beginning. Yeah. So I thought maybe we'd hear what he said. You two look alike. <laughs> we're, we're related. I'm, I'm his son, Joe. So you've been working on this float for four decades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is my 41st. How, how many times have you won? About 25 out of the 40, 25 banners, I think, out of the 40 years, 41, 40 like years. Seven out of the last eight years. And had three in a row. That was... What, what, is it, what is it that wins the Tournament of Roses? What, what gets you a banner? Is it the design or is it the... We have no idea. Uh, the judges are different every year and the criteria are very often different from year to year. Um, so it depends on what the judges like and how your float looks when you uh, uh, are ready to have it judged. And there's no telling. So you got involved with it 40 years ago. I mean, did, what was it like then as opposed to now? The founders, and, and I came in a few months after that, uh, thought that they might do, they would, certainly would do one float and they might do two or three in subsequent years and then it would sort of run its course. Well, it took on a life of its own and uh, so this is our 41st float. So this has been a part of your life, doing these floats every year. Yeah. Yeah? It's the only place they'll let me play with dangerous tools. (laughs) (laughs) What's your your favorite part of the process of putting this float together? 
what I like to do is uh, create the characters. Uh, I'm a shaper mostly during the, the summer and, and fall months. And what, what, of, of all the 40-something floats you've worked on, which has been your favorite character? Usually the ones you remember are the ones you didn't like very well for some reason. And, Interesting. And I remember a very, very tall sea monster that we had to do some special things or it would hit the, the roof of the bridge here. My name is Bob Nielsen. Uh, lead back. And so that was... Uh, that's Bob Nielsen. Really, really interesting. Uh, I, I also spoke with Chuck, and he was the former president of the um, La Cañada Float Making Committee. No, he's not the council member. No, no, no. Okay. I spoke with the council member, and we'll, we'll listen to him after we after we hear Chuck. After you hear Chuck, and so yeah. Chuck, what was Chuck's? What, what did he do? Well, he was a president of right before right and he's and, the vice president and now he's the vice president of something of something and he, he, he identifies he that right something. and so he described the d design of the float and also i think he actually formed the the frogs i think i think, I think that's I right think Chuck he did that he did the, the formation of the frogs which is a whole process they right. go through welding and bending right. wires right it doesn't seem easy right and then and then after chuck you spoke with renee Renee, who was the designer, so she right. did the original artistic rendering of the of the concepts, three different concepts that they come up with, um, or they pick five and then they narrow it down to three, and then she does those uh, paintings, um, so they can get a sense of, of what the the float might look like, and I guess that's what they present to the Tournament of Roses committee to see if they accept their float, because they don't want too many of the same kinds. And, a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules in this. Uh, so you, you spoke with Renee, and you found out all about the design and how she came up with the design. Exactly. And then you learned something about her romantic life. Well, yeah, but let's save that. All right. Let's all right. not spill the beans. So, so here's, here's Chuck, former president of the La Cañada Float-Making Committee, and who's been on for a while. And then Renee, who's the designer, who also works on television. We'll find out about You'll find out. How about, how about her. All right. Listener. You listener, you. Yes. Hi, my name's Alan Winston. I'm with Bar Crawl Radio. Oh, how do you oh, do? Yeah. I'm here with John and Nancy. Oh, okay. Right. You, yeah. do, you, do you have a few minutes to talk now? Yeah. We're putting me... together a podcast that kind of features what you're doing here. Yeah. If you would just give me a minute, because once we get this frog set, it'll be a crowning... You've been working on that frog, that harmonica that, frog, all day. Well, this harmonica frog was birthed about four months ago, and it's all uh, set up now, and we have uh, movements in it, and uh, nothing is broken, and we've got it lifted again up there. And as soon as he undoes that, then it's going to be... And we'll be able to talk to him for a few minutes. Sure, yeah. I just want to make sure nobody falls off or anything. Get to work. I'll be right there. All right, I'll be around. Uh, Chuck Terhune, okay, and I'm, I'm Vice President of Float Development. But I hear you used to be President. I, I, I'm a past President for two years, yes. Right. How many years have you been involved with the La Canada Tournament of Roses oh, the, Brave this Float? Is about the, this is the ninth year. Right. Yeah. Well, why do you do this? Well, it's fun to do. Uh, learned a lot about construction. Uh, nice group of people. And, you know, yeah. Who wouldn't want to build a float, huh? I don't know. This is the first time. I've, this has been one of my bucket lists. 
since uh-huh. I've been like a teenager All right, to get yeah. down here and, and kind of help. I didn't even know it. So what is the most difficult part of putting together a float? <laughs> well, figuring out what you're going to build. You yeah. And we do that in the city with a contest based on the theme. And from that, we come up with ideas of things to do. Then you have to figure out how, how do you do it? You know, what do you want to animate? Uh, do you want, how do you want to make it comical? Because we always do whimsical, comical floats in La Cañada, Flint Ridge, because that's in our bylaws. It's the kids. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, so we don't do f- uh, giant floor, floral uh, displays for the most part. It's not about majesty, it's about comedy. It's about, yeah, it's about humor and shock and whimsicalness and, and okay. fantasy. Des- describe the float that you're putting up this year. This year is about a cool uh, trio of bayou frogs, okay? And these bayou frogs have come together to entertain the, uh, the swamp creatures uh, with some uh, blues or jazz or whatever you want, okay? And they have to be completely silly and ridiculous, and you can see that by looking at they're them. They're very cartoonish and whimsical. and Absolutely, yeah. because uh, they're trying to pull off all this entertainment. <laughs> and so are the fish, and so are so everything, you know. So you've got a, a harmonica player frog? We, we have a harmonica player who plays the bl- blues, and we have a big bass player who's sitting there uh, on the other side in the stove position, and we have a banjo player up front, which aren't classic instruments to have together but they're funny and whimsical when you put them on a float and we have a lot of movement going on in the float right too. we do we have the the harmonica flog is is rotating back and forth addressing the crowd and playing the harmonica mm-hmm. and uh the bass frog is up on top and he's uh, swinging with the music you know and the banjo <laughs> he frog, actually swings yeah he, he actually swings back and forth because when you're a real you know, bass player, you swing. You swing back and forth Although slightly. You yeah, you know. there you so go. What made it look like he's falling, but sometimes <laughs> not. Hopefully, he won't fall. Yeah, and the uh, banjo frog is—he's going back and forth like on a rocking, like at, on the back of his chair, and he's addressing the crowd both ways. His head's moving back and forth. He's kind of a leader. Yeah, he's kind of the you know. Right. right here right. we are. Yeah. Right. Um, I hear this is the first time that you're using a certain piece of equipment, the hydraulic equipment. Oh no! Are you worried about that or? No, we've. Well, what's happened is we've always had animation for years. We've had a computer and a system, and we went on a, uh, a donate to animate, and we're replacing all the computers and all the hydraulic hardware, and it's very expensive. And so we're doing it over three years, and we just put in uh, eight new channels of control. Uh, and we're putting in eight new hydraulic needle valves and their controllers and actuators. And so whenever you put in a new system, different things happen, and that's what we're trying to crank out. Are you pretty sure it's going to work yeah. on, on the first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll right. work. Right. It's always worked. Now, you've been doing this for, not you've been, but uh, La Canada's been doing this for over 40 years? 41 years. Amazing. Yeah. And you've always had a float go out. Always had a float go out. We've wow. never not had a float go you have, out. You have your full confidence this float is going out. I am. I mean, what has been the biggest problem with this float, in particular? Uh, the frog heads, the frogs. Mm-hmm. Shaping frogs is difficult. You know. That particular shape is difficult. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a frog. Yeah, they're yeah, frogs. Uh, yeah. And the legs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the tree. 
that you see there yeah. uh, was designed by one of our uh, La Cunyatans, uh and it's quite a structure because we have a lot of weight on it. We have a huge span going across. And it's very tall, too. And it's very tall, and we wanted to make sure there was a lot of space. You had a space between the log and the pond, the bayou, at eye level for the audience so that they could see it and that the frogs were big. And when the, and when the base frog is full up, he's almost hit to the top of the ceiling there. Because so yeah, we're underneath the highway right now. Yeah, we're underneath the and, two And it would freeway. reach up to the highway. Yeah, it reaches right bottom. up to the bottom. Yeah, that's and, great. I, I wanted to talk to you, Chuck, because I'm so impressed by the fact that you've got this community effort, that people are coming together uh -huh. and they're working for one project uh -huh. that, in fact, was whimsical. Yeah. I mean, there is no kind of outcome to this except that you're having fun together. Can, mm -hmm. What is it about getting a community together that makes it so wonderful? Well, the people are really different. It's, it's not like being in a company or a football team or something. We have lots of different personalities and people with different talents, uh, which are sort of amazing. We have artists and we have mechanics. And engineers. We have engineers, of course. And we have uh, business people and legal people, and they all come down here and sort of share this one To do thing. this kind of fun thing? thing? Yeah, and then we have, like this week, we have a lot of community members, and we and we get people coming in from about 18 states. Well, in New York City, we're, we're from New York, York City. Yeah, they come in, people every year or overseas every once in a while. And we have families that come in, and we have the Rhodes Scholars come in every year yeah. and help us out. I just, I just wonder, what is the attraction to wanting to put flowers on a float that gets used for an hour or two and then gets destroyed? Because it's the Rose Parade. There you go. Are you guys going to win this year? I never know. You never know. The judges are out today. You never know. You yeah. never know what catches them. Yeah. You know, so. What has been your favorite float in all the years you've been doing it? I think my favorite float was one that Ann Nielsen did, which was doggone, about a group of dogs that hijacked the uh, dog catcher's uh, <laughs> truck and the dog catcher's chasing them. I think that was the funniest float uh, we ever had. I love I mean, it. it was perfectly choreographed. And you got it. You like you knew it, what was going on. It was, was on. like when you saw it, you cracked like up. Like a good comic strip. Yeah, yeah. You got it. And the, and the face of the, this was just by accident, but the face of the dog catcher looked like the guy who was in charge of, uh, what, what is it, uh, Animal Affairs in Los Angeles named Steve. So he was named Steve, and then they bought it when we were done. <laughs> well, when they he did. retired, yeah, they bought his head. And it's still around somewhere. Somewhere, I don't know, probably in Steve's backyard. Thank right. you, Chuck Jerhune, for yeah, talking yeah, yeah. with us okay. on Bar Crow Radio. All right, tell everybody in New York hello. I, we will. Okay. Definitely do it. Thank okay, you. Thank care. you, Chuck. You bet. My name's Michael Davitt, and I'm the president of the La Cunata Tournament of Roses Association. You're the guy we need to talk to. I don't know about that. <laughs> so you're, you're responsible for all this. In some form or fashion, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you're also on the city council of La Cunata, I understand. I am. Right. Yeah. How, how long have you been on the council? I've been on the council for seven years. How did you get involved with the... Uh, Tournament Roses Braid in this float. We've been, the city is a great partner with the organization, which is all volunteer, and the city's a big supporter. 
and so got to know some of the people and they you know wanted to get more involved and they were looking for a president this year and so I said I'd be happy to do it so it's a real honor and a privilege to do it you're a small community but you're putting together this float and everyone's working and it's wonderful what does it feel like to have a community like this working together it's really kind of an interesting thing we are a smart small community about 23,000 people and everything is volunteer we don't really pay for anything we uh, raise money for all the equipment and all that stuff but all the um, all the labor is volunteer everybody chips in so it brings the community together it's a neat thing and for a small community like ours we get worldwide recognition and so it's a really neat thing I mean I know La Cañada because of this parade sure I mean I've heard that name because of this parade and you you've all been involved with it for 41 years now yeah yeah it's kind of wonderful it, it, it's a neat it's a neat organization it's a neat feeling uh, we participate in the biggest New Year's event in the world and for a small t little town like us and we can put this together it's really unbelievable yeah I, I don't know that New York City could put something like this yeah. together. <laughs> what has been the biggest problem with the float this year has there been any problems um, we really haven't we have a newer animation system so mm -hmm. when the the characters move and go up and down and back and forth. Um, that's been a little bit of a challenge, but we really have great people that have so much talent and bring so much knowledge to the situation. Even this problems seem to get solved pretty quickly. And a lot of times they don't tell me about it, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I mean, you got, you, got your own, you got your own work you have to do. Right. Yeah. Right. You've seen other floats. Uh, from La Cañada. Mm -hmm. um, is this your favorite or have there been others that have been your favorite? Um, they're all outstanding in their own okay, right. Okay, you're being a politician. I'm I being a politician. I, I will though say that because um, you know I'm more involved this year that you know you take greater ownership in it and so um, yeah as long as this gets down Colorado Boulevard and everything's moving right then it'll be my favorite float. <laughs> and where are you going to be watching the parade? We'll be, I'll be at the parade. Yeah, right, 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 right there at the corner of Orange Grove in Colorado. Okay, you'll be so, seeing everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for talking with us. Absolutely, thank Great. you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, first of all, tell me your name, Renee Haas Johnson, and what have you done to create this float? Well, basically, the La Cañada Flint Ridge Association gets all the people that work on the float together for a what they call a design draft. Everybody in the community gets to turn in their concept as a written concept only. Right, right, right. And then what they do is they get probably, I'd say, about 60 people together in a room. Most of them, as I said, are people that work on the float. And they go through every concept, and they come up with the top five okay. that they think could and would work for the next year's theme. Now, at the time they pick the design or the concepts, only one will be chosen, but they normally pick five because after that meeting, we get together with probably the eight top people. That means the president that year, the head of construction, right, head right, of animation, right. floors, et cetera. And then we go over every design and look and see exactly what they really can build. They know what the manpower uh, is. They know what the cost would be for flowers, So you might like a concept, but you're thinking, well, can we really make this happen? Yes. Okay. okay. So that's the design process. And then what happens is we actually go to tournament 
a week or two later after we have our three concepts that we think we're going to use all ranked one two and three okay so out of the five we pick three that i design into floats that would work for la Cañada. oh la so you design all three but we only are going to choose one okay but wait a minute wait a minute renee what do you mean you design them? Do you draw sketches? Do I draw sketches. We oh, come okay. up with the three, five written concepts. Okay. Then I take those five concepts and come up with the three that I think best fit Makes sense. the La Cañada Flint Ridge bylaws. Now their bylaws oh. require that it is a whimsical float ah. and they do like one large character and a few okay. small characters. Okay. okay. And it has to be humorous. It has to I be like whimsical that. and humorous. Humor's good. That is truly what this association is about. They more, they really like things that are fun and animated. They tend to win a lot of animation awards and a lot of the Bob Hope Humor Awards Very nice. over the past years. Okay. Um, but this is a volunteer organization, and it's all about the community. We have an incredible group of yeah, talent here. Why don't you tell here. me about that? A lot of them work at lock. Um, a lot of them work around the community. A bunch are from the Jet Propulsion Lab. Oh, um, nice. A lot of them work um, in construction, and some are welders, some are scenic artists. Um, they're Amazing. all coming together to help. And a lot of them, they start building probably in March, April, and it's a full year project on weekends. And some people that are retired work five days a week. Mind you, that's March until now, and we're in, we're almost uh, the, the at the end, at the, at the new year, yeah. Now, all the construction's done at this point, and now we're just putting flowers on. But what I was gonna say is, to, to finish up the previous thought, is when we go to the tournament, there are, could be up to 60 floats in the parade. That, the most I think there's ever been has been 60 floats. Because of that, let's say, one of the most popular things in the parade. Normally, if it was a fantasy-themed uh, um, parade, dragons are one of the first things to go. Ah, uh, okay. So the reason you need three concepts, numbered one, two, and three, are because you might, they, all the different builders get to draw a number, and in that number, they get to put in a design. So if you're a, a high number, there might be builders that put in designs before you get your chance to design to oh, turn in your okay. design because okay. it's a lottery right so even though the designs that are being submitted are not sold yet then they're just concepts they want to make sure they have a wide variety sure. so that the parade covers a lot of different types of ideas and concepts and so because of that the um it's strategic Yes. Yes, I get and, it. Yeah. And so your first concept may not get in. So you right. always want to have three just in case. So it may not be your favorite, but it, but you want to make sure to be in the parade. Most of the ideas are all excellent ideas by the sure. time we get to that point. Right. But um, this was our first choice. Ah, <laughs> so nice. Tell us the, um, the, the idea concept, for this year. Yeah, the yeah, concept yeah. for this year was they wanted three originally they wanted three different animals in the bayou singing or doing blues jazz type thing and we knew that if we did it in the bayou we were talking a lot of water we had talked about maybe a fallen stump so you could actually look under their them sitting on the log 
it meant um, obviously dragonflies and all sorts of different bayou insects and right. etc. Right, right, right. And so because of that, um, it was a fun challenge for us. Now, originally they didn't want three frogs, they wanted three animals, but we do have a height issue. Everything has to, all the floats have to go below 16.6 in order to get under the bridges. I was gonna say, why is that? <laughs> under the bridges, yeah, <laughs> right. Also, we wanna make sure we can decorate it under this bridge. So there was a few height issues on this particular float. The bass playing um, frog in the center does lower to get under the bridge as well as the all the cattails we have in the back of the float also um, rotate down. Oh, they lower down. as well, okay. They rotate down as well. Wow. So Renee, can I tell our listeners what your day job is? Would you share that? I am the, uh, yeah, I can do that. I'm the production designer for the game show Wheel of Fortune. Fabulous. And it's uh, another fun project. I bet, I bet. <laughs> but you do this all from your heart, this part. This is all volunteer, it's all done for right. free. Yeah. And it's really, my, it's, it's funny because my husband and I met doing the La Cunata float in 1988. Wait, Nick, could you tell us that story, please? <laughs> um, so what was he doing? Michael. Oh, he's here. They're doing, this is my husband, Michael. They're doing a podcast. Hi, Michael. Oh. So um, Renee just told me, this is the Barco Radio. Nice to meet you, I'm Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Hi. And Renee just told me that you met while doing this volunteer work on the Lock That's correct. So how, how did that happen? You were, what were you doing on the float? So I was in charge of construction that year. Ah, okay. Um, it was uh, 1988. And uh, Renee had, uh, uh, well, more particularly this organization, Lock had an artist who had been the artist for a number of years, and he had... Uh, a new child and it opened a business in old town and so he said he goes i don't have time and so he left and everybody was oh my god what are we going to do what are we going to do and then renee just happened to call and say hey i'm an artist uh you need anybody and we were like oh my god you know sent from heaven so uh so she came and and then because i was in charge of construction and she was doing the artistic work we had lots of meetings and spent a lot of time together and, and, and argued so, a bunch. And you argued a bunch. And then who was it who said, hey, let's let's go have coffee? Well, the weird thing about it was everybody at the float had pegged us as getting together, but we hadn't. So it was... Uh... <laughs> so one time I called you after uh, uh, I had had some presentations at work and... Uh, we had, uh, I called Renee, and we, um, I said, hey, you want to go get dinner? Because I haven't, uh, we got to discuss these items and all. And and so she appropriately said, uh, so you're just talking a burger, right? And I go, no, I'm thinking about the castaways in Glendale up okay. on the mountain there. And uh, and she, uh, she goes, oh, okay, great. And then. In other words, I went and changed into something a little more elegant. <laughs> exactly. I get it. That's great. And we were, uh, that meeting went on. It was a very long meeting. And here you are. Yeah. Here we are. Still working on the La Cunata. Now, he, yes. he does not work on the La Cunata float anymore. Okay. Okay. He now. A little bit here and there. A little bit. So I do engineering. I'm I a get mechanical it. engineer over at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. 
Right. And so do so you? But you were just saying, Renee, that there are other pe- other volunteers from the Jet Propulsion. So do you pull them over? Uh, I do work on the rovers. I don't make the whole rover, but no. I mean, piece. do you do you get the volunteers? Do you like talk it oh, up? Oh, oh, pull them over. Like, oh, oh, we I need. I misunderstood. Yes. No, yeah. Uh, so uh, I. Uh, I guess I'm probably guilty for bringing a few people over okay, from okay. JBL, but uh, very cool, very cool. Uh, but he now works on other Rose Parade floats for the professionals. Do you? Oh. So okay. I work mostly with artistic entertainment services. Okay. And uh, the float, uh, my favorite float this year is uh, how to train your dragon float. And not a lot. Okay. Oh. Oh. And it's, uh, so and it's how for to trade your dra- train how to your train dragon. your dragon. Okay. Uh, Universal DreamWorks uh, is a sponsor, and artistic entertainment services is doing it. And we, my daughter and I, are driving that float. Oh my goodness! You're going to be in there for two and a half, three and a half hours in a confined space. Oh, Do you a lot know this? longer than that, actually. <laughs> Do you understand this? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I've been driving for over 30 years now. Oh, and, you've been uh, driving the f- different floats? Different floats every year. Oh, and, wow. Uh, In the past, my, our, both of our kids have helped drive and uh, with their dad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And From 1988. So you ha- I just want to say the end of the story. You are married. You have two children. Two children. We do. Two girls, two boys, a boy a and a girl. A girl and a boy. A girl and a boy. Good job. <laughs> we have a match set. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I do, too. Good job. Yeah. So they grew up being involved in the floats as well. Very nice. So, uh, yes, my son isn't as crazy about the driving because we get in the float uh, sometime around 5 in the morning. I know. I can imagine. we're in the float until we get uh, out at the end of the parade, which this year our float, How to Train Your Dragon, is third to the last float. Uh, It's like the ninth entry from the end of the parade so we won't get to the end of the parade until 12 30 p.m yes yes that's a long haul i'm not even going to talk about the uh, personal things that you have to take care of i i couldn't imagine so this is a a, 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 an affair of both of you this is like a a family affair well it's part of how we met and grew up and so we're involved with the La Cunata float we're involved with because it's part of our community. Right, 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 exactly. That's, and that's so where wonderful. it all started for us. Well, congratulations. I'm. This is our first experience, Barco Radio's first experience, and we are very excited. It's a beautiful float, and we can't wait to see the realization. Alan and I have volunteered. We're going to start putting flowers on the float. And thank you so, so and much for the interview. And if you get more involved as the years go by, they might ask you to drive. I, I, I think <laughs> I'm, right. looking, I'm looking forward to it. Thank Pleasure you. Thank you. you. I hope everybody watches the parade. It's a fabulous event. Hey, and this is Bar Call Radio, and we're coming to you from a Cold Springs Tavern at the bottom of this gully on the, what what is this uh, valley we're going it's through? It's the San Marcos Pass. San Marcos I don't know Pass. the name of this valley. I right. don't know. But we're at the bottom of one of the gullies of San, San Marcos Pass at yeah. Cold Springs Tavern. And we're it's having, an old stagecoach stop. And we're having a, um, a tri-tip steak sandwich. Delicious. With, uh, with this uh, dip and all kinds of things. It's really delicious. And we're talking about our experiences of, um, of putting the flowers and getting the uh, float ready of the La Canada float for the Tournament of Roses Parade. 
when we first arrived at our friends um, John and, and uh, Nancy's house, uh, they, they got a call right away, and there was a problem the morning that we were there. The morning, yes. And I said, John, let me go to you. Go with you. I remember. And, and because they were having a problem with the harmonica frog. And you rushed into the bedroom where I was still getting up, and you said, I'm going. There's a problem. There's a problem. I'm going. Put on my pants. <laughs> right. And, and, and we, went, we went down there, and so they were having a problem with the head. Yes. So here's, here's what happened. Okay. Real quickly, John, tell me, tell me what you're going to be doing now to uh, repair this float that's in trouble at this point. We will be taking the head of the harmonica frog off so they can decorate it. The trouble right now is we've had some issues with the animation system, which is a brand new system. So we're just basically debugging it as we go. And uh, decorators need to work on the head of the frog now, so we're taking it back off after they worked on the animation system all night. And you're going to be taking it off with a forklift? With a forklift, yeah, and a boom on the forklift. Great. Get to work. Thanks. Arms disconnecting the hydraulic and the control lines from the frog right now. Arm looks a little nervous. Uh, he is right now. There's a lot of pressure on him because he's the sole designer. And eventually, when it gets all working, what is it going to do? Uh, the his head's turning like this with the harmonica and I believe the body's twisting also. That's the intent. <laughs> we helped decorate. Yes, we, we, we did. We, we were on the 5.30 to 10.30 crew on the day before it actually went out to the highway and got pulled so, over to Pasadena or rode over. So I was, you know, they, we were standing in the little area where you stand and wait to be given a job. Yep. And some, a woman came over and said, who wants to go up on the scaffolding? I'm like, hello, right here. I raised my hand faster <laughs> than anyone else. And so some of them weren't paying attention, I don't think. No, they were Because I think that was like the coolest thing. But she didn't tell me how to get up. So I climbed up the wrong way, and I was actually standing on a part of the float that I shouldn't have been standing oh, on. No. And a gentleman walked by and he says, please don't stand on that pot. It's been decorated. And I apologized, and, and he showed me how to do it, which was a bit of, um, you know, it, it required a bit of dexterity on my part. But I did it. I can still do it. And then I had to crawl across a plank very to proud get of you. To the part where I was very proud of you. The, the one of the frogs was wearing. Well, they all wore white white pants, and they had on different colored vests, and you know, made all with flowers or seeds. You know, all um, this plant was a, material. This was the front frog. Yeah, in the, in the front, and so a lot of the purple from his vest had dropped onto his white pants, and you could see it from a distance, and it didn't look nice. So and you were brushing off the, cro brushing the crotch off. area. I was, yes. Right. He looked very happy through that whole thing. <laughs> he looked happy the whole time. He looked especially happy when you were brushing off the lint. This frog has his mouth open wide, singing a song, and he's happy. And then we went to the back of the float, uh -huh. and we put in roses. We did. Yellow roses. Yellow roses and yellow um, little tiny roses. They call them 
um, I don't know, baby roses? Like baby roses. I don't know. And there were very Mini- detailed Mini- instructions on how to put them in. Yeah, we had to pull some out and then re- and replace them with we had bigger ones. Replace them like like three like two times, three times. Yeah, we had a, kind of we lost most of our group. It boy, ended up I, just being you and me. They, they got upset, and and our our new friend uh, Dave. Dave, yes, Dave is the, uh, he's just a great helper. Right, retired from the army recently, and uh, we we and we did the. I was so proud of that. Right, and these were called the Deco Committee, and uh, we spoke with some people who were on the Deco Committee. One in particular was in charge of the weed and seeds section, because everything needs to be covered. So, so if they don't cover it with flowers, they cover it with other kinds of organic material. Or leaves, yeah. Leaves, and so I talked with a lady that is in charge with weeds and seeds, and then we also talked to some people who are watching. Oh, hello, podcast. My name is Pat Fulton. I am the uh, Weeds and Seeds, also known as Dry Good Stuff. You know, I I basically give out all the dry products. Come over here. Would you like some cut status? What is that? Status. I don't even know what that is. Status. And it's going to be on the vest of one of the frogs. So this is very time-consuming. And then we have, if you're into walnuts. Whoa, excuse me, I'm sorry. Coarse walnuts. Oh my goodness. And they go onion powder. Oh. That goes on some of the bars. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, excuse me. Brown flax. Brown flax is on the on the base and also on it all It started the... Sunday or Monday, but it really got started on um, thir- uh, thir- last Wednesday. And we Wednesday. have whole sweet rice. Oh, we love whole sweet rice. Whole sweet rice goes on all of our eyes. And oh, of course, we got to have coconut on our float. In the meantime, here's our tapioca. There's a beautiful product. Oh, okay, there's my pink. We can only use natural products. Not, it's, they can be inorganic, you know, like organic, non-organic. We buy the cheapest, which is the non-organic, but they have to be natural products. They cannot be dyed. But we can sure make things to look like stone. It's called our bridge mix. It's a combination of poppy and sweet rice. Our medium bridge mix, a little bit darker. It's because we're under the bridge. Light, medium, dark. Light, medium, dark bridge We mix. want La Cañada, of course, to yeah. have a banner. No, we have to get done by 12.30 tomorrow. Oh, wow. And it will get done. It will get done. And it, it's, get, it's got done every year. It's gotten done every year. We had hurricane about three years ago come through here, and we swept. We came at 6 o'clock in the morning. Float was still standing. So we just swept everything up, and... We ended up going away with the Founders Prize that year. Wow. So. My name is Patricia Fulton, and I'm known as Weeds and Seeds. I may oversee the making of the mixes. I want to say hello to my family up in Rochester, New York, the Zemmels. Say hello to the Grockies and the Carmonegias in Long Island and the Sidorowitzes in Long Island, New York. And I want to say hello to the Great Kiwanis District of New York. Uh, Peter Mancuso is the uh, international trustee from there. And the governor of the New York Kiwanis District will be on the Kiwanis float. So hello to New York. Yay! My name is Greg. I give out all the glue for the different parts of the float. And it's all different. And if we give the wrong glue, it'll contaminate the flowers. And this glue is heated. The white glue is not. And if this is basically the consistency of rubber cement. So you have to keep it heated. And it's the same stuff, but it's all different. It's all done differently. It's floral, and it is also uh, sticky glue. That's for certain things. It's all of that. So, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Thank you, Brian. And your leaves 
will stick better if you let the glue get tacky. You shouldn't have to mash the leaves on. That makes me upset too. If I come back and you're like, like squishing your leaves. If your glue on your leaf and your flow is tacky enough, you should just gently set it on, maybe hold it for 30 seconds with no pressure and it will magically stick. Da -da. <laughs> Got it? My name is Danelle Jacobs. Um, I've been decorating Locking Out of Flow for 33, 33 years. Um, I've run under the bridge here for 20 years. Probably for the past, probably eight out of the past 10 years, I've been decorations chair. And now I don't have an official job. They asked me, since I know how to do this kind of stuff, to crew chief, but I'm, along with my husband, who's one, I don't know if you've met him yet. What is his name? Brian Jacobs. He's shy. <laughs> You'll want to talk to him, it'll be like, no, that's all right. Um, we are kind of mentoring, guiding, teaching the two girls who are deco chair this year. So. And they, they eventually will take over? Well, that's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> It seemed like it was very complex uh, getting these leaves on correct because you don't want them to fall off, you want it to look right. Mm -hmm. So like, what's the most important thing that you think is the, the pressure or what? To get the leaves uh, on to there. To get the leaves on, probably amount of glue. Too much glue, just you wind up with glue everywhere and it just becomes a big disaster. Too much glue. Wow. Yeah. What is your hope for this year's um, float? You seem to be having some problems. That it gets done. <laughs> but it's gotten done every year. Yes. Danelle, thank you very much. Uh -huh. I'll be around. Okay. <laughs> okay. My name is Myrna Hirschman, and I'm the food tent chairman. Yes, I see a lot of a lot of food out here, a lot of carbs. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody wants sweets, to sugar, sugar highs. Right. But these are all donated from Ralph's, and we're very appreciative. Of I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and my son lives here, and it's warmer here than in St. Theoretically, than St. Louis. Not so warm today. No, and I'm bundled up. Are you going to do any of these uh, grapefruit? Uh... No, that, that, the grapefruit people are going to come in as soon as these dry out and they can put them on because otherwise, if you don't get them dry yeah. as they dry, they shrivel. So right. you got to get them dry first before you put them on the fish because otherwise, you get you put them on wet and then they shrivel, then you see the, uh, the undersides coming through. Wow, it's so careful, everything is so precise. Right. Yeah, well, you learn by experience too. The first time they did it, several years ago, on a fish, it looked great, and then the next day they came and because they dried out and they shriveled, you had all these extra you know, spaces in between and you want good coverage. So here we are with the fish and getting ready to put on the uh, grapefruit slices as scales right. on the fish. And there'll be lemon slices and orange slices as well as the fish goes down. The, the, on top, those are beets. Be I can't wait to see how this thing looks when it's done. <laughs> yeah, and the, there'll be kumquats on the orange, and they're mushrooms. Those little white things are mushrooms. Amazing. I'm taking a picture. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's a community project. Yeah with all volunteers. And as you know from being a member of our Tenants Alliance back in New York City. We're part of the Lawn Bowling Club. Our the Lawn Bowling Club. There's a lot of personalities. And people don't all, it's just normal. That people and they all have big agree. personalities. And they have big personalities. And that's what uh, we understand from this event, that there are some big personalities that are, that are volunteering and helping out on the float. And so people don't always agree. And we heard a lot of stories 
about different people who were not agreeing. Uh, but the thing is, is that I think what you were saying, what did you say earlier? You said the most important thing. Is that they were a community. They were like a family. Yes. And they knew each other, knew each for a long time. For years. And they had, they had these squabbles and arguments. And they said they didn't like each other, but I think down deep they do like each other. And some liked each other more than others, whatever. It's just, that's how it works. But somehow, through all of the squabbles and the year of work to get this float together, all volunteer... All, all, all paid with volunteer money, fundraising, not like the professional floats, which uh-huh. are done with kind of a corporate money. Right. It's a community effort, and through all of the problems, they get it done. Exactly. For 41 years, they've got it done. And they get it done beautifully, and they win awards. And I didn't really see any, you know, anyone like misbehaving while I was there. No. I didn't hear any you know, I know. arguments. I all I saw was people working together. That's right. To get it to get it done. We are gonna keep few things in mind when you're doing roses on the float. One is that you're going to start on the back of the float that's going towards camera side. No pressure. Got to be perfect. No pressure. All right. Two. You're going to set up the spray and then we're going to fill in. I think we're going to set up the big ones first and then fill in with the spray. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And we're working at the back of the float now. Yes, we are. So right. That's what they're telling us. I would start right here and kind of go around. Okay, and these, the ribbon is started. Yellow ribbon is started. So we came here from Virginia, and part of our deal was to do this. My name is Tracy Shackelford. I'm a financial advisor, but we came out here to go to the Rose Bowl game, and then one of the things that our friend got us signed up for was working on this float. That is great. Are you having fun? Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. You seem like you're the expert already. Well, I think that's just an illusion. Because you've been here about 20 minutes longer than we have. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Tracy. So one person that I wanted to talk to um, from the beginning was the driver. Oh, yes. Of the Well, and you talked to the driver? You know what? I never talked to the driver. I never got... I wanted to. But I did talk to the guy that was in charge of the animation which is kind of in a way as his name cool. is Aram yeah, yeah. he's really cool this guy is 20 years old 20 wow. he goes to Cal Poly uh-huh. he's an engineering student and he also works on professional floats but he really enjoys working on La Canada's a La Canada's volunteer, yeah, yeah, yeah. volunteer float the city float and he told me about all the new stuff that he was doing a young man bringing in new ideas to this old community effort and making their float much more detailed in its movement. So that's great too, because there have been people that have been working on the float for years and years, but there's also a lot of young people that work on the float. Well, we talked about that, and then he travels in the float for the seven hours that they're on the road. Seven hours, that's amazing. My name is Aram Dergevorkian. I'm the animator for uh, La Cañada. So basically I ride down the parade route uh, overseeing the animation system uh, that includes the controller itself, uh, engine, and the generator. I'm uh, just making sure that stuff all works okay. I assemble all of the control stuff for the hydraulics that are installed on all of our mechanisms. All of the animation is hydraulic driven on our, on our float. So for the last two years, we've been working on a totally new animation system. It allows us to synchronize all of the motion to music, um, just lets us do all of these really nice complicated things that um, some of the other floats can't necessarily do. There's a lot of older 
you know, women and men yeah. who have been charged of this. I mean, it's been around for 41 years. Yeah. And the, the original people who started are still here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. And so now, if it's going to continue, there's going to have to be people like you. Of course. Who get involved. Do you think La Cañada is going to continue to have a float going into the future? I'm for the foreseeable future, yeah, I yeah. think. Um, we, we, we've gotten a few, uh, we have a lot of older folks, um, but we also have like a group of, I don't know, half a dozen young guys. Um, now this takes a lot of time. You're going to school now. Yes, I'm, and, I'm a junior at Cal Poly Pomona. Right, and studying engineering? Yes, electrical engineering. So this is perfect for you. Yeah, it's been really fun too. But it takes a lot of time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I imagine if you're a young person, you're working full time. Yes. Yeah, that is that is one thing that uh, certainly doesn't help. Is, yeah. uh, this last summer was very, very busy working on the, all the electronics. I didn't have much free time, but eh, it's all what, right. What is your favorite thing about doing this? I really like uh, the opportunity to make neat electronics that are going to control something rather visible. So even though the... You know, no one's going to ever see my circuit boards or whatever. Uh, I can, you know, it's a fairly visible thing to say, okay, that electronics doodad is, is moving all this stuff on this float. Right. Versus right. You're going to be under the float while it goes along the route in Pasadena. Yes. And what are you going to be doing while you're under there? Um, well, I have my two, I, I have an engine. So all the an engine that power, powers all of the animation. Uh, both electronics and hydraulics, so I have to monitor that, uh, make sure that guy doesn't overheat. Um, and and what if it does? Shut it down. That, that's about all I can do. There's not much room in there. No, there is I, not. I took a peek in there. Yeah. Do you have a chair or something you're going to sit on? No, it's uh, about two inches too short for me to sit upright, so I'll be lying down. I'll wow. bring some pads or something. I've seen you walking around yesterday, and you seem like a little bit of a deer in the headlights because you had all that stuff that you had oh, on your mind. Yes. Um, are you feeling better now? Yes, I'm feeling great now. Yesterday, I um, forget when you talked to me, but I was here from like 9 o'clock the night before. I was here for like 23 hours or something. Wow. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, back again. So tomorrow's the parade. Tomorrow's the parade. So you have the excitement, and then the, the float gets back here, and then it's over. Um, for the most part, yeah. We, uh, we take it to, or the one thing we do is we take it to a park. Um, right. Saturday, every Saturday following the parade, we take it up for like the community to come and see it, um, and then that's that's about it. What we want to do this year is leave everything intact so that we can do more testing with the animation system since oh. it is very new, and then have people learn. Right now, um, I'm the only one who really, really understands all the electronics. There are a few people who have expressed interest, and there are a few people who I'll probably drag into it, just right. just so that uh, we don't have a single point failure uh, with just me knowing it. Aram, it was a great pleasure speaking with you. Uh, hope you have a great experience under there. You're not going to see anything, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to hear people cheering, and you'll have your animations on nationwide television. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of kind of exciting. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. Great talking with you. Nice and happy you New too. Year. Happy New Year. After I spoke with Armin, we traveled north to visit family in Santa Maria. And the next morning, we watched the Tournament of Roses Parade on Becky's brother's big, giant television. 
But except for a brief shot of a row of yellow roses behind a TV announcer, the La Canada Tree Frog Night Float was unseen by the television audiences. So, no national coverage. For us, this was quite disappointing. But the float volunteers had told us that commercial media seldom took notice of the community entries. As was the case in so many past parades, the La Canada Float won the Tournament of Roses 2019 Founders Award for most outstanding float built and decorated by volunteers from a community organization. Congratulations to the organizers and volunteers of the La Canada Flint Ridge Tournament of Roses float. Right. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. We took a lot of pictures, and these pictures will be up on the Bar Crawl Radio Instagram webpage. Yes, they will. Um, uh, please make sure to catch Becky climbing onto the float <laughs> as she prepares to brush s- off the main frog's you know, uh, Purple pants. Part. But, you know, I have to say, I haven't looked at those pictures yet, and uh, don't be surprised if none are there, because if you got them all from my backside, uh, no, sorry, you look, you I'm look, deleting them. You look, you look lovely. We'll see. You had an idea for next year's float I that do. you're going to give John and Nancy. The theme next year is hope and inspiration. Imagine this. A fisherman, fisherman. standing on rocks in the middle of a river up in Alaska. Alaska. And he's fishing for salmon. Mm. And he's standing very precariously on some rocks that are very shaky, but he's hooked one. He's hooked a salmon, and he's pulled it up into the air, and it's it's wiggling about trying to loose itself from the, the hook. And he has a net almost underneath the salmon, and he looks off just to his right, and for the first time he notices this huge... Bear. Black bear. A black bear that is also uh, reaching claws. out, or maybe a grizzly, grizzly also claws. reaching out to grab that salmon that's flying in the air, and they make eye contact. And that is your hope and your inspiration. And you know what I think when I when I hear you say that? That salmon is done for. Oh, either way. I mean, yeah, the man yeah. may make it, the bear may make it, but that salmon... Right. Dead meat. Yeah, that's true. Dead fish meat. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. This is Bar Crow Radio number 28. We're not coming to you from Gephardt's as we usually do. We're here at the Cold Spring Tavern. Cold Cold, Spring. Cold Spring Tavern. Is it cold or cool? Cold. Oh, there it is on the bar. Cold Cold Spring Spring Tavern. Tavern. An old stagecoach stop. Been here forever and ever. Becky and I used to come here and date. When we were young lovers. And it's been here way before that. It's been here back into the 1800s when That's they right. actually had stagecoaches that would right. stop here. When we, when, b- before we were dating. <laughs> a <laughs> couple weeks. A couple weeks before we were dating. And our next uh, show, I'm going to be going down to Washington, D.C. to cover the Witness Against Torture events in which there's a lot of social protests down in Washington, D.C. We go on for the week, and there's a group of... W.A.T., Witness Against uh, Torture uh, members. They're very dedicated. Very dedicated. They wear orange suits because they're protesting the Guantanamo um, the uh, prisoners that are in Guantanamo. And in fact, they're going to be fasting. For the week. Yes. And so I'll be covering that. And at the end of the week, we're going to have a special bar crawl radio uh, recording in Washington, D.C. with the organizers and some of the um, um, people who were um, fasting at a local Washington bar. We don't know which one, but well, you'll we'll figure see. it out. You'll find out. All right. Okay, sweetie. I think we have to finish up these uh, these uh, tri-tips. Uh, they're really good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go stand by the fire because it's cold down oh, here. Oh, it's not so bad. <laughs>